Welcome to the Legion Command Podcast. You will never find a more wretched hive of scum and villainy. We must be cautious. I'm your host, Ellis, and today we've got with me Chris the Crisis Corbin. Hello. And Jordan and I get tabled, Clifford. Hello. We've been getting tabled this week. No, I haven't no. actually. You lost though, right? You lost. Yes. But it wasn't a game of Legion, so I'm not sure if it counts anymore. Yeah, well, that'll be good. No, no. So I know we're all super excited to get the first episode underway, and this week, FFG is, um, I don't know, they must have blessed us and just give us the rules. Didn't they, did they do something like that? I'm not Here's sure. The rules or something? I, think I haven't heard anything like about it. Yeah, so I've been reading the rules. Have you been reading the rules? You know me, I'm a stickler for them. <laughs> um, so today we're just going to give you a rundown on the rules and talking about some wording and like some stuff that the community's been going a bit mental for, like how, how grenades stack and attack pools and stuff like that. We're just going to give us like our little input on some rules and some cool rules we find interesting. Um, but before that, Jordan's just going to give us a bit of background on himself, so am I, so Chris. So I'm Jordan. Uh, I've been wargaming for well, over 10 years now, about half my life, almost. Um, mainly playing Games Workshop games. Wait, how old are you, Jordan? 21. Oh, snap. I thought you were older than that. Yeah. <laughs> Just tell him you're old. <laughs> Just GW games, yeah? Just G-dubs? Uh, Yeah, mostly. It's off my head. Um, Just getting tabled all the time. Yeah, pretty much. Actually, I think I, play, I played a bit of fantasy, actually. Oh, uh, how do you feel about Ninth Age? I don't, I don't play it. This was years ago when I played fantasy. <laughs> Everyone was playing it, and I think I, I swear about 90% of the games I actually did get tabled. <laughs> I'm not, not lying, actually. I'm thinking back now, I can't remember. I don't think I ever won a game. <laughs> this is top-level competitive is analysis from Jordan Clifford. <laughs> Yeah, so you're gonna get analysis from a guy who's never won a game. Yeah, no, <laughs> fantasy. That's you fantasy. Might, you might win it's Legion. a fresh start. You never know. He might start. actually win a game I of Legion. Play for a game. Oh, you can play for mm, game. Well, might, You know, this might be my game. That you run netlists and get tabled by where I don't come bomb at a tournament. You run netlists and get tabled by them by like non-netlists. Well done. Yeah, we'll come on to getting tabled later. <laughs> so this game, this game seems to support me for not getting tabled. What about yourself, Chris? <laughs> what do you play? What have you been doing? Uh, well, I've been playing war games since I was about seven. Um, obviously, I took a break when I discovered women. Yep, as we and all then, do. Uh, yeah, I think everyone did that around like the 14, 15 era. They came back to it at university. Sure. Uh, so I played mostly 40k some orcs and sisters of Bell and uh played a little bit of fantasy with wood elves played some infinity played some war machine you go to uh, quite a few events as well don't you yeah go to events uh i'm pretty terrible at the game so <laughs> you know what, ne- what you never ranked, podium what you ranked itc who fucking knows ITC doesn't matter. <laughs> who cares about that crap <laughs> who cares about itc man it's top, like top ITC. uk sisters player <laughs> yeah. Out of, out of out of four. Out of four. Four, four. Four, four went to events. I was number one. Woo. Damn. So I've been playing a bit longer than 
some of you, no, about a bit less than Chris. They've been playing about 12 years. Uh, started off with Lord of the Rings, so everybody starts off with Lord of the Rings. I didn't. I started off playing uh, third edition 40k. Oh, I started off with Lord of the Rings like two years. Went to into Warhammer, the glorious game that was Warhammer Fantasy Battles. Then played... Um, Shit game. I couldn't play it. Played a few get tables. Never won a game. Whereas I won a lot of games, even though I was like 13. Alright, calm yourself down, mate. Beating kids in your local games workshop. <laughs> yeah, but it's fine when you are a kid and you're beating other kids. Um, I played like X Wing as well. Between then, I've been like two tournaments. I actually won one. There are only five people there, but I won. <laughs> yeah, a, a one day event before an actual tournament doesn't count as a win. And there was only five Three people. games in like an hour and a half. It's like half the actual size of a battle, and you're bragging over it. You bragged about this the first time I met you as well. You're like, yeah, I've won an X Wing tournament. Like, congratulations, well done. There were five people there, and only two had ever played X Wing before. I'd never played it before. <laughs> and <laughs> that shows the level of competitiveness at this event, and you're bragging about it. I won, mate. I won. I've got a trophy. Look at, look at you trying to hype yourself up for the podcast. <laughs> we're all really good tournament players. Yeah. Yeah, I've got a cabinet. <laughs> I've got a cabinet full of trophies. They're all Lady Sigma. All of them. Did you buy them all? No, one of them. I've got like two firsts, four seconds, and a, 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 and two thirds. Whereas I've got the uh, Leeds Battle Bunker <laughs> Champion Trophy right now. Yeah. So currently, I just don't even play games. Yeah. So I, I just. Yeah, he's the champion. He's the champ. Yeah, I won, so the, I I won the seventh edition tournament with Sisters of Battle. With oh, it was the seventh. Sorry, yeah. I thought. Yeah, oh, right, so I, I, ran a, I ran a local a local league and he won it. Um, I'm going to probably oh, do the right. same for Star Wars Legion, but like branch out a bit more. That's not just people in our club. Like people around Yorkshire have like yeah. a little Yorkshire league and make a Facebook for it and that. So good. Some prizes now at the end. You know, my, I always do prizes. I like my prizes. Not very good ones, but yeah, prizes. But <laughs> <laughs> whoa! Um, so like this that part of the sec of the recording we're probably going to go into like hobby and that but obviously star wars isn't out so we've not been doing much hobbying but what have you been doing chris i Anything? have what i've been, been uh, i've been practicing painting white but you're not painting stormtroopers storm white are you? you're not um half white, and half it bitch oh. half and half it uh i'm thinking of doing it like uh the specter armor from mass effect i think that would be pretty cool on them and What's uh, no, what bases uh, I'm going to do some clear plastic bases so that they'll fit on any map, uh, which is why I'm not painting them uh, pure white or anything, because I think I think pure white doesn't look good. I'll say it now. I'm going to be controversial. I think pure white on Stormtroopers looks rubbish. Seven minutes in and controversial already. Oh, God. So... Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna forge my own narrative. I'm You've gonna... got about another thirty minutes of controversy then coming up. <laughs> this, podcast. Yep. this is when I say a bunch of stuff that people who like Star Wars will hate. <laughs> <laughs> Were so you gonna all... do uh, snowtroopers on lava bases? I, I was gonna do that. <laughs> yep. <laughs> just, just remember, guys, the Empire did nothing wrong, and the reb, the rebels are terrorists. Yeah, awful terrorists. I'm not supporting them one bit. What about yourself, Jordan? Have you been doing any hobby? Uh, no. <laughs> Has Jordan you, ever done hobby? Your armies aren't even built, are they? Like, well, I can't say what my armies are borrowed, but... Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> At least the borrowed ones are built. In my case, they're not I even... I started to... I sold a few armies, then got carried away and sold all my armies. <laughs> so what That's what having a baby does. <laughs> yeah, when you get yeah. carried away. Um, 
Apparently, he did that with Star Wars Legion. Selling his army to buy Adidas tracksuits for his baby. Yeah, that's how it goes. I've actually been doing Star Wars Legion hobby. Yeah, what have you been making? Been making as a nice little Illum board, but I'm stuck at the moment. Stuck. What are you stuck on? I don't know what like to do. I don't know. (laughs) Ladders. (laughs) I'm going to put some ladders in. We're going to that later on, but ladders are good. You put some doors in. I don't know what to do. Yeah, I've got some doors. doors. Just remember, guys, bottom level of ruins is line of sight blocking according to So (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what to do for scatter terrain. So I've got my four big pieces of like snowed out Imperial destroyed bunkers, but I don't know what to do for scatter. Are you going to be doing terrain for the club? Yeah, yeah, probably. So, how many boards are we aiming for? Uh, enough to do an event. Enough to do an event. I know there's a few, there's a few of us who are starting. Yeah. So obviously, it'd be good to get a few boards in. Well, we've got uh, we've got so, Imperial Terrain sending some terrain over, haven't we? Oh yeah, so we've got Dave from Imperial Terrain. So it's www.imperialterrain.com, and he's got some amazing 3D printed terrain. And you don't even have to buy the terrain; you can buy the files if you have your own printer as well. So he's sending us some of that over. Um, it's like a Tatooine board, like Tatooine slums and like a watchtower and some scatter it. And so that's going to be one of his boards. Thanks to Can we put name. a link in the description below? So yeah, so there'll be... <laughs> yeah, we'll <put>, yeah. <laughs> All right, YouTube. Let's make this sound professional. So there'll be a link in the... Uh, Look at Jordan. Thinks in he's the show notes for Imperial Somewhere. Terrain. Because Dave is like a cool guy. His business is going mental like, at the moment. He's always busy. And it's imperialterrain.com. Like you've got, you can buy big bundles of terrain. You can buy bundles of the S- STL files. It's pretty cool what he's got going over there. The main thing is, the problem is, is, is in America. It's not in like the motherland of Yorkshire. <laughs> Let's be but, real, nothing good's in Yorkshire. <laughs> but yeah, he's got a guy in Ireland who does um, like Europe shipping for him and stuff like that. So he's got all that sorted out. But yeah, I'm stuck on scatter terrain from Elam, so I don't know what to do. I've been like chopping well, away at expanded form. luckily luckily the core box comes with barricades how many core boxes are you getting ellis <laughs> two you're getting two full core boxes so that that gives you what 16 barricades 16 i think you'll be all right yeah i think, I've I got think bar- you'll be all right i think i'll use barricades and like crates crates and that like leftover supplies i saw revel had a i think it was like a couple of ships that were in the right scale it was like one to 48 or something like that and uh, they might work as like crashed crashed ships or something like that if you smash them up with a hammer. Yeah, the idea is, I mean, I've got two craters. I've just made two like snowed out craters. Um, well, it's a good thing craters have genuine rules, don't it? Everything has rules, even ladders <laughs> and doors. Oh, ladders! The excitement of ladders and doors having rules. <laughs> I'm well. I was going to say before we started recording, um, when we were just chatting beforehand. And uh, the very first thing that Ellis said to me was, doors and ladders have rules, you know. It's great. The actual excitement. (laughs) I've got to go make some ladders now out of some, like, sticks. (laughs) This is the future. I don't think they made their ladders out of wood. Yeah, but I've got some cart. I've got something I can make my house. It's fine. Just uh, 3D print them, mate. Yeah, I've got Nicky's printer. You can always go get some printed. Right, so we was going to go over the entire rules, but that's a bit crazy, right? That's a long age. That's a long thing. <clears throat> and a lot of people nowadays know like how the missions work, how the command phase works, how all actions work in the end phase. Like, If you're watching this, listening to this podcast, you understand the game. And if you don't, then we've got, we're going to have many YouTube videos 
telling you exactly how to play each phase and each ability. Like little short videos that you can just like middle of your game search up like how does this work? You find it two minute long video showing you how it works. Pretty yeah, easy. It's gonna be easier to do YouTube videos and explain with um, actual It's models, easier with yeah. visuals. Yeah, yeah, visual aesthetics. Than just saying it. But Oh, did I just hear the word aesthetics? Sorry? Did I just hear the word aesthetics? No. I was about to say, that's a, <laughs> it's a big word. That's, that's a five dollar word. But there's one thing I do want to talk about, which is the um, how the missions and the deployments and the conditions work. Also, you're going to jump straight to doors and ladders. No, not doors I, and ladders. I was really hoping for some doors and ladders conversation. Doors to be and ladders. I woke up this morning and I was like, "Damn, I want to hear about doors and ladders." <laughs> <laughs> so, what, what are we naming this first episode? Doors and ladders. Doors and ladders. It is. Doors and ladders. So how the missions deployment and the conditions work is you have four of each, three different piles. Um, you shuffle them, put them in a pile of each. So you have a pile of missions, pile of deployments, pile of um, environments. You then put three out in a row of each one. So you'll have a three by three grid of them. So top three will be three missions, three deployments and, and three conditions. So one of the four is always impossible to get. So one of the four is always impossible because you want to take out three of them. Yep. Um, then starting with the blue player, the blue player is the person with the lowest amount of points. Well, he chooses who wants to be the blue player. Starting with the blue player, you remove two cards, starting with the left-hand side. So blue player would say, I don't know, I want to get rid of this deployment. So that deployment goes. Then the red player picks a, card, picks a, a column and you remove it from the left-hand side. Um, and then once you finish, once you've both delete, once you've both got rid of two each, so four cards have gone, you're going to be left with what? What's that maths? Five cards, and each card on oh, the yeah. left. Quick maths. Each ca- quick maths. Each card closest on to the, the far left, left. Side, yeah, and the far left is what you're playing. So if you've deleted two from the missions, it's the final mission. If you've not took any of you... the um, deployments out, then you're playing the first ever deployment that you drew. You can actually. Uh, forfeit your discard turn. So you can actually end up only discarding three, I believe. Oh, so you so can it... decide not to... Can you, you can discard dis- every time? Can you uh, ignore the discard every time so you don't actually yeah, so get rid of any? so you can play the far left. The So if both players... So for example, if both players mutually want to play the three cards that were on the far left to start with, can they can just... both alternate in forfeiting. Oh, because otherwise... Because I think that's just something we were discussing initially, that it would be impossible to play the far left column entirely. Because that yeah, that's what yeah. we first thought, that you couldn't do it, but you can because you can just simply forfeit your discard turn. So if nice. both players just don't want to discard anything and they just want to play the left-hand column, you can. It's mm. pretty cool. Didn't know that. So that's... I think it's only in like one or two lines. Yeah, yeah it's, it's quite, a, it's quite hard. Battlefield, a player may also forfeit their opportunity to eliminate a card if they wish to do so. After each player has had two opportunities to eliminate a card, yeah. left this card remaining. So, the card so they don't have. You don't have to discard two. It's just two opportunities you've got to have. So you can actually you can end up neither player discarding any of them and just playing that left hand column. That's very nice. I like that. A little bit of teamwork. Yeah, you can also be even more like mind fucking. Good swear. Good swear. But you can be like, <clears throat> oh no, I'm not going to discard. 
and then just and then you ruin it and they've wasted the... one yeah because yeah, <laughs> you, you your, opponent, your opponent's thinking oh what what or you're thinking oh what's your opponent what's my opponent going to discard here um and and then they turn around and say oh, i'm not discarding anything and that could potentially think oh no i can't now discard this one and it might ruin their plans a bit so, this was something we were discussing actually just in general about the stages of the game there's like mini games throughout the game yeah. well there's the mini there's a mini game picking the missions picking the mission deployment and environment yeah um so there's a mini game in that and then there's obviously mini games with, with the actions and command cards command cards right. up. um which we'll come on to later which is quite Quite nice. Well, we're going to command cards now. There's something you found, wasn't there, Chris, with command cards? Uh, oh, yeah. So, in the command cards, you're forced to have uh, two of each, one pip, two pip, and three pip, as well as your standing orders. Uh, previously, I was thinking that you'd be able to have sort of three one pips, one two pip, and two three pips, potentially. But it's all very static uh, in terms of that. You have to have two of each, two of each pip cost. Uh, so that means that you're not going to be able to sort of have a weird sort of deck and throw your opponent off. They're always going to know exactly what pip costs you have left. Although they may not know the cards, they'll know, oh, he's got two two pips left. And I so think, he might play that. I think you do know the cards for one reason. Um, when in the For the rules for it, when you're choosing the card, you write it in your um, army list. And obviously, before games, you you exchange army lists, so you're you're gonna know exactly what your opponent's playing. Huh. So you could literally just write down why ones and then take them off as they use them. So you you know what cards they're playing, yeah. how it like you know you know their entire like hand slash deck, but you don't know which one they're about to play. Which one? Yeah, which one they're about to play? Yeah. Yeah. So. You don't take it in turn selecting, you do it simultaneously, which is where the unknown element comes into it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, same as like magic and that, like in magic, you know your opponent's card, your entire deck, like you get a deck list before you play. It's the, in, in Warhammer, you, you get your opponent's army list, you know, you know exactly what abilities and what powers and all stuff like that he has. Um, then we've got extra rules like some other little cool rules that I found like doors and ladders two actions to safely move up or down height one so if you're at the bottom of a, a building you can spend two actions as long as it's within height one you can get to the top of it that's your turnover because you two actions if you're suppressed obviously you can't do it because you're only oh, you one action also... You can also clamber, can't you? So uh, yeah, for so one action clamber. point, but you have the risk of losing models from your unit or losing wounds. Yep, so clambering is the exact same, but it only costs one. But for every model you clamber with, so your entire unit, because you can't choose not to, you roll a white defense dice, and each block result is a wound to the unit. So if you roll five dice and you roll five block results, that's five guys dead. I mean, it's not going to happen, because it's like a one in six chance. Um... It's happened before. Have you? You? Are you saying, Ellis, that you have never rolled five sixes on a d six? Oh yeah, yeah. Like, I've. Called... So it's not never gonna happen. 
is, is, that, is, that, is that rolling that it's is one in one in seven and a half thousand i've got oh, I've got out of a transport before and rolled five ones and killed all five models inside the transport. I've, happened, I've done it. I've done it against you. <laughs> with, my, with my Harlequins, I killed like I, there were like six in it and I got out and there were like one that got out. <laughs> but that with clambering, it allows you to do it twice. So you can spend an action go up one range one and then you can spend another action and go up to range two. So you could literally go twelve inches up because each height is one is six inch. But this is where the ladders come into it. This is how it's worded. When a when a unit clambers to move up or down ladders, steps or carved footholds, you do not roll dice or suffer wounds. So if you've got a set of ladders, you can just go up them for one action point. Done. Ladders. This is why everybody needs ladders. Just put some ladders on your bases. My bases. I always have a ladder. Yeah. Or put some steps. Like get a guy with a step ladder, and he's got both. Got steps on the ladder. <laughs> I don't need. I don't need a rocket launcher. I need a guy with a ladder. I need a guy yeah. with a ladder in my squad. Actually, I think uh, essentially you could do that anyway because don't grappling hooks do that? So grappling hooks um, let you move with uh, with height one. Yeah. So you can. So grappling hooks seem pretty good actually when you think about it because. Well, I'm gonna model my guy with grappling hooks to just be holding a ladder. <laughs> because. Um... <laughs> With grappling hooks, so like little barriers and that, if you've got a unit in front of the barrier, he, he, when you Might. move over a barrier, you see, if you say you're movement two, you're actually only movement one, you can only move over movement one. But if you've got grappling hooks, you just ignore them and go straight over it. Yeah. I was thinking I could uh, model my ladder guy to also have a bicycle, just like he's going to go around and wash everyone's windows, you know, the guys on the bikes. Cycle <laughs> around, he's got a big old ladder. <laughs> he's going to have a big bucket of water as well, and squeegee. Yeah, so with grappling hooks, it's you gain expert climber. While clambering, you do not roll defense dice or suffer wounds. It's like the exact same as having a pair of ladders there or something like that. It's only it's only three points as well, so like if you want to get to advantageous places, I mean, it's pretty... I'd have liked them to put something like if you're at height one, you get to extra damage or something like that, you know, show that you're attacking from an advantageous position, but... I think that kind Wait, of complicates. Just being higher doesn't necessarily mean it's contagious. Yeah, but he has the fucking Anakin. I have the high ground. It's over. <laughs> I have the high ground, Anakin. It's over. Like in Star Wars. Oh, so that's how JFK got assassinated. <laughs> yeah, oh, the guy no. had the high ground. If you got the high ground, you win. <laughs> the Obi Wan showed this in in a crappy prequel. <laughs> I think you'll find that the prequels are the better movies. Ah, oh, here we go. Here's controversy number two. Controversy number two. Jar Jar Binks is the greatest character the Star Wars universe has ever seen. So when placing objectives... Misa, angry! (laughs) When placing (laughs) objectives... Can you place them in buildings, like above the buildings? Yeah, Yeah, you can put them high up. Here's my objective, 30 feet in the sky. Well, no, because what you can do is plan your army list. You can upgrade your units to have grappling hooks accordingly. Place the objectives that you place on the board, you can place high up in buildings, knowing that you're going to be more easily being able to get to them. Yeah. Speaking of objectives, you know the um, actual objective markers that you get in the game? They're two-sided. So one side's a normal objective, and the other side's a captured objective. Because in some of the missions, you can capture objectives and move away with them. And um, 
So you flip it over and they capture it. But there's a way to get it off of them is either make them panic or kill them. So you don't even have to kill them. And they ha you can just make them panic by enough suppression. And they, ha they drop the objective and move. So I, f I found that pretty cool. Like, I was looking at that. like That you can just panic people enough that they drop the objective. And then you can just sweep, run passive like a trooper unit pick you up. What about attack pulls, Chris? You have, you like attack pulls now, don't you? I love a good attack pull. I was thinking Aye. of my stormtroopers. Uh, I was looking at the way the rules are worded. And uh, if you have a weapon with a special rule, those special rules apply to every shot in your attack pool. That's so going instance, the, it's got to go at the same unit, though. Well, yeah, an attack pool is at the same unit. Yeah. That's what an attack pool is at this. All right, all right. Oh, God. So if you, <laughs> if you had, for instance, uh, a mortar or something firing at a unit that was in cover and another gun, all of your shots would then ignore the cover. Yeah, so the grenade, the D DW3 concussion grenade launcher on the ATST has blast, which ignores cover, so that gives it to the mortar, to the twin blaster cannon, and to the AT's normal gun as well. Which is pretty juicy. So juicy an, ATA, an ATST firing has six white dice, uh, five black dice, four red dice with impact four, suppressive, and blast. So, how many how many of these do you own, Chris? Remind us again. I'm running two. Oh, you're running. So, I mean, one you of his think. ones can't one of his ones can't fire all four weapons. He can fire his grenade launcher and his normal gun. I think you'll find that I'm getting the ten point mortars. No, no, no. It's all about you need a grenade launcher. They've got blast. I like the mortars, so but I'm the, using mortars. But the mortars don't have blast. So they have suppressive. Mortars are cool. Yeah, you can the have all four. Are cool. But the, on the second one. The grenade no, on the second one. On the second one, you have the, Mortis, the grenade launcher. Cool. No, grenade launcher. All right, Mister Winner All Costs. <laughs> I'm here yeah, to play yeah. a game and forge my own narrative. Yeah, an ATSG does get to fire all four of those. But another thing that me and Jordan were just talking about before we started this is ion tokens. If I hit yeah, a vehicle with an ion token. He loses one action for every ion token. So if I put two ion tokens onto an ATST, he can't activate. He can activate, but all he's doing when he activates is just removing all his actions, all his ion tokens, and that's it. So you can pay your like 300 points for an ATST, but I'll just shoot it down with a unit of a unit of troopers that I paid 70 points for. You know what? I don't mind it because I'm gonna run at two ATSTs until you guys start taking ion and everything, and then I'm gonna just take six squads of stormtroopers. So grenades, this is a good one. So every trooper in the unit can choose to fire throw a grenade instead of firing its weapon or its hard point, but obviously troopers don't have a hard point. So you can literally throw five grenades with five troopers and get impact five. Hey <laughs> Or with the concussive grenades, you can fire all your normal shots, but throw one concussive grenade, then all your normal shots have blast to the Olignor cover. To be honest, though, I was thinking about like the pooling of uh, damage and special rolls and all that, and it it does kind of make sense because it makes perfect sense when you throw uh, when you throw a grenade in, you're not going to say, "Oh, wait until they're not concussed anymore." And then fire the other and guns. Then, yeah. You're gonna fire the guns whilst they're concussed. So of course the effects would pile uh, would stack over to the other weapons in the squad that were firing at the Yeah, because they're firing the simultaneously, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, and everything true. that has blast at the moment are concussions. So the ATSTs is just a grenade launcher with a concussion grenade in, and then the concussion grenades are just them without the grenade launcher. I've got to say though, Legion does have probably the best written rules of any tabletop oh, yeah. game. Oh, FFG. Yeah. Right. So from coming from like it's Age so of Sigmar, clear. Everything is very, <laughs> it's very clear about what you can and can't do. Like it even defines what after means and things like that. So you're not going to get any messing about with people trying it, to. From jam. first, from first principles, from reading over the rules initially, obviously there there might be some, I'm not say loopholes, but like dead ends in rules. But from what from what we've read so far, whenever you're reading the rules, there's like. Backups it always, it always stop you doing it. Yeah, it always ends. What's like, that there's one with no the command cards. Oh, where you can't playing an illegal card. Yeah, if, if you, you play, play an illegal card, it counts as standing orders instead. <laughs> How do you play an illegal card? <laughs> I don't like that's 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 just their foolproof in everything. Like with their mental, it's really good. Yeah, then you play like Age of Sigma, where you you get the book for five minutes and you break it. And then you've, That's got, just you've got like it's, 25... He's basically bringing up his uh, Wood Elf Army again. Oh, here oh, we Wood go. Elf Army. So I, I misread a rule which turned out that's how it was read. It just wasn't how it was written. Oh no, sorry, it's how it was written, not how it was intended. Intended. Yeah, and then the next... I won a tournament with it, and then the next day it got FAQ'd. Well, you came second. I came you? second from sports sports because no one wouldn't give me sports So you sports. didn't win a tournament then? Because no one gave you sports but Well, there's no no changes no, there. No surprise there. Has no. Alex gotten a sporting vote? No. Yeah. From himself, yes. I got, Apart I got... from a Games Workshop heat. Oh, um, yeah, I've got best sporting from the 2017 not Games Workshop GTs. From the actual GTs. I've got it in my, in my uh, cupboard. Wait, you keep that in your trophy cupboard? Well, it's just there. It's at the back. It's at the back. It's not really noteworthy. <laughs> it's not noteworthy. So it sits at the back, out of line of sight. Not, not that it's out of line of sight. Yeah. <laughs> you can't <laughs> see it. A tabletop game. You can't see it, basically. Um, we just do you... want to say though that being sporting in your games is very important. Just because yeah. Alice is a horrible person to play against doesn't mean you have to. Be. <laughs> What? I'm not horrible. I am right. I'm just gonna cheat and move this model here so it can shoot you. Yeah, Are we good with that? Cool, doing it. So I've got that. Uh, I've got that thing when I when I play friends. I'm very not cheaty, but I'm just lax with the rules. I, I just do like he's out of range, but I meant to put him in range, so I just put him in range and shoot with him. But when I'm at a tournament, I play properly. You know what I mean? And that's I, why I... you win games in the club and lose games at tournament. Because you can't cheat anymore. <laughs> I, just, I just lose games full stops. So doesn't make a difference. You just get <laughs> You get the list. Is tabling a thing in Star Wars Legion then? Yeah, yes. it's a thing. We, when, we were, when we initially, like, I think Friday Before. we were talking about it and we thought you couldn't get tabled and then Ellis dropped the bombshell that you could earlier. Where does it say that? It's in the win, win, winning the game. Win conditions or winning the game. Page forty-seven. Um, a player wins the game either by defeating if all, all their one. Yeah, I see it first thing. Then. All their opponents' units, or by earning the most victory tokens after six rounds. So yes, you. I'd, but I'd, the thing is, Alex Davies in one of the interviews, one of the first ever interviews back in August, the guy who makes the game, Alex Davies, he said that winning. Is done by what you do on the field, not by just, just not by 
destroying armies. Deleting the enemy army is something you did on the field. Yeah, but he, he said, because um, he used the example in it's Rogue very, One. I think it's very unlikely that you kill everything. No, we were just, me and Jordan were just talking about this before, that it's very, very unlikely that everything will die. Like, I think an ATST will take, a, like, at least a game to die from, like, shooting. Like, 12 wounds and it gets saved every single time you're doing something. But, like, with all the actions you can do, um, it's you can play very, very defensively. Yeah, you, quite can, shoot, easily. you, can, you can shoot. You can use your shooting just to give people suppression so that they're just not doing as much back to you and then just hiding. Um, the Stormtroop, the Snowtroopers are very good. They can hide in out of line of sight, move into range, shoot, because whenever they move, they get to shoot for free, they move back out of line of sight. So you can literally... Oh, so we're warp spiders now. So they're warp. Yeah, you can stand out line of sight, stand in, move, shoot, get back and get back out line of sight. But they have a short range. I'm still not going to take any of them. They have a short range, and they have flamethrowers. Yeah, even more reason not to take them. Why? Flamethrowers are not a viable weapon in space combat. <laughs> it's not space combat. Let, let's be honest. This is a game with proper laser beams and like spaceships. I don't think a flamethrower is the most effective weapon against space armor. <laughs> yeah, true. I'm um, triggered if you can't tell. But the snowtroopers are wearing cloth, so you're all right. The rebels wear cloth as well. Yeah, <laughs> so it's right. super it's effective. Set... <laughs> it's super effective. I found another cool little thing. That he's got his have... Gucci linens on and he's really good. <laughs> you can have um, more than one aim or dodge token. So you can only do one aim action a turn, but if you have anything that gives you a free out dodge, you can get two. So Luke, for example, or any force wielder, they can take um, battle meditation, which is an exhaustible action. It's a free action, so it gives you a dodge token. You can then do a dodge action, so you'd get two dodge tokens. So if somebody shot you and you're in hard cover, you and you use both dodge tokens, you're removing four hits. You can also do something similar with aim tokens as well. Yeah, yeah. So you can have two aim tokens. So let's say I shoot six shots, four of them hit and two of them miss. So an aim token lets you reroll two dice. So I can reroll two dice, spend an aim token. If those two dice still miss, I can spend another aim token and reroll those rerolls. You're actually allowed to reroll rerolls. You can yeah, also use the same aim token though. It's if you no, miss no, one, no. you can't reroll the same dice twice with that one aim token. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. It's a separate... You've got two aim tokens to do it. Yeah. Um, uh, what you can also do is you can use the two aim tokens at the same time. Yep. So if you've got four misses, you can use two aim tokens, reroll four dice. Or if you're a stormtrooper with precise one and targeting scopes, two aim tokens mean you can reroll eight dice. Hey. <laughs> targeting scope gives you an extra precise, so you've got precise two, so that every time you spend the aim token, you can roll an extra two dice. So if you spend one, you get four dice, spend two, you get eight rerolls. That is... is pretty cool. You know what? They actually seem like they might be decent shots in the game with that. Yeah, you just have I to might actually. You know, what? I didn't even scopes. think about targeting scopes. I might have to put some on my five squads. I even put targeting scopes on Luke. On his lightsaber, his lightsaber has a target scope on. Beautiful. I love that you can put targeting scopes on a melee weapon. No, it's because you can give it to Luke, and he's got a pistol on it, so you give it to him, and it it works on all his abilities. Is there no thing saying it has to be a ranged attack for a targeting scope? <laughs> no, you just... Cause it... Wow. <laughs> mm. 
Yeah. So you know when we said the rules are really well well the rules are really well written, but some of it just something like that just doesn't make logical sense. Yeah, so you gain precise one when oh, you spend the name token. My knives, then. We roll up to one additional attack, so there's no saying it has to immediately. But do you use can you use aim tokens in combat? Or is it just ranged attacks that use aim tokens? Uh that's the question, isn't it? That's the question. So tokens. Some, something else we were actually I'm discussing. checking the rules pack something we were discussing with these aim tokens um, if you get an additional aim token it doesn't count as activating an action yeah. so any ability that triggers off activating an action won't trigger yeah. because there, there, was no, there was no activating action involved yeah, it's the it same thing for like attacker unit can spend an aim token. Yeah, so you can spend it. The same thing for like a compulsory move doesn't count as a move action. So anything that triggers off a move action doesn't trigger off a compulsory move. Anything that triggers so battle meditation that gives you a dodge token, not battle meditation, sorry, a false reflexes that gives you a dodge token isn't doing a dodge action. So anything that would trigger off a dodge action doesn't trigger from false reflexes. It's very clear in the rules that anything it's got to be the action that triggers it i mean i've not found any cases that does it other than maybe now nah, there's nowhere to like compulsory move vader or luke so i've done my dreams of turbo vader are gone <laughs> we won't get into turbo vader um there's another cool thing as well that i found it's kind of like the last thing was rally so once you choose a unit to activate, you before you do anything, you roll a white dice for each a white attack dice. Is it attack dice, Chris? I think it's defense dice. Oh defense, yeah, defense dice for each suppression token you have. And every hit um, block result removes that suppression token. So so you've got two on, you, you roll two. If you get two block results, when you're starting your action, it counts as having zero suppression, so you get two actions again. Or if you've got two, which um, I was looking earlier at, f at fleeing, it's not more than double. It's double or e or more or more than. So if you've got two on a unit of troopers, they're going to retreat. But you first you get to rally. So if you get one of them off, they're not gonna, they don't have to retreat. And at the end of each turn as well, you lose a suppression. So getting through the su suppressions pretty easy. But also putting suppression on is just as easy so because all you need to do is act is hit with an attack and you get suppression so i can see Very like nice. a lot of suppression tokens coming on being removed like vader can put three suppression tokens on every unit in range one or two i think with his um command ability beautiful beautiful um, so you've got Luke as well, which removes one as well. So Return of the Jedi, free pip cost troop. You, Luke in two units when Luke Skywalker is issued an order, he gains one dodge token. Um, when Luke Skywalker activates, each friendly unit at the range of one to three of him removes one suppression, so you can get rid of suppression that way. I think with these suppression tokens, um, it seems to be that they'll make an impact on. They'll have an impact on the game, but they won't have. It won't be like a game-winning strategy, like to spam spam suppression tokens to stop your opponent doing literally anything on all their units. But it seems that they'll make some sort of an impact. 
it's it's an important thing to use, but it won't it, it may won't, make or break yeah. again, but it won't be the only thing that does it. Yeah. It seems quite nice that way, yeah. Vader's got a good one. Um, Vader and two units, three pip cost. When Vader is issued an order, he gains one dodge token. When Darth Vader activates each enemy trooper unit at range one to two of him, gains three suppression tokens. <laughs> That's a bit steep. Three. That means you'd have to get rid of two of them from your rally to not flee. Ooh. So you could just run up near some objectives and just do mass evil and make everything run away. <laughs> But if, if at the same time you've done Luke's thing, you're getting rid of one straight away. So it's there's very ways. Uh, there's ways to put them on and ways to get them off. Like very. At the moment, it balances because obviously, looking solely at the core set, which is going to be the main thing that everyone's playing with, since you can't get any other leaders, um, everyone's going to be running Darth Vader against Luke. Yeah, until like the month. For the most part, for the first eight days, General V is coming out. Yeah, Vias and Leia, like I think probably about a month after or something like that, two weeks after they'll be out. It's like a week. And there's, no, a week. there's no release date on them yet. Oh, is there not? I thought no, it was a week. There's not, no, there's not actually a release date on them. So, like, they'll be cool. They're cheaper points. Like, Vias is like 90 or something. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you put Vias in your list, didn't you? Uh, yes, I did. <laughs> what does Vias have? What do we know? Uh, let me let me get his card up in one second. I think he has something like he's a very he's a buff guy, and so whenever he activates, he does stuff to people around him. Yes, he see. he'll improve he'll improve the units around him. Uh, God, where did I put it? It's somewhere in our big long chat that you've been putting tons of messages in. That's how it is. That's how chats evolved. To. Is there any extra rules you've noticed, or, um Jordan? Other than line uh, of sight, because line of sight's. Um, oh yes, the line of sight and elite squad leaders and stuff. And yeah. I, so obviously we were discussing before this about um, unit coherency and having to be. Move, move, how close one. is it? Move, move one. one. So um, a, a physical move one. So there's like a, a big massive wall that you can't move through. It's not measure through the wall. It's measure around the wall. Around the wall. wall. So you actually have to physically be able to move between coherencies you can't just hop through a wall obviously if there's the an door. open door you can measure that distance through the door because you can move that di you can physically move that distance so it the, the the distance between the models has to be some movable basically is one way to think of it yeah so essentially uh what veers does is he has a spotter which means he will give two friendly units at range one. Uh, I think it's an aim token. Yeah. Uh, he has inspire. So uh, after your rally step, up to you remove up to one suppression token from another friendly unit. Oh, so when when he, he rallies, yeah. So when he rallies, they rally. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, and then he has sharpshooter, which uh, whenever he's shooting, he removes one from the defender's cover. Yeah. Yeah, one point of cover. Yeah, that's not. It's not bad. It's not bad for ninety points. How many wounds but, do you have? Uh, five. Five. This is a very like thingy picture in it. Yeah. It's not like the actual command, the actual card. Probably get that this no. week. Yeah, probably. Um, but I'm running. I'm going to run him with a commanding presence. 
for issuing orders at range four so that yeah. I can keep my ATSTs further away and use a line of stormtroopers to uh, essentially defend the ATSTs. But but what about snowtroopers? I'm not going to take any snowtroopers. Oh, snowtroopers snow is the only way for you to get ion. I don't need ion. Why? What about Wait until I take my three. ATRTs, yeah. Yeah. ATRTs with flamethrowers? I've already uh -huh. got. Well, I'm getting two because I'm getting two of the rebels. Well, the I, think my, I think my ATST with General Weiss and every single gun will do. <laughs> <laughs> Just get rid of it. Especially Just with impact. Remove it. It's got impact four as well, so it's, it's going to get four hits. And then they're going to turn it into crits. Because that's the only thing that can hurt armored vehicles is crits. Yep. <laughs> It's fine. Yeah. Just take three, take three ATRTs. I've got quarter. I'm just going to take a third. You can only take two. Sorry? Other, no, you, you can only, you can only you take can two, only otherwise take two. I would be taking three. I'd be playing Adamantium Lance <laughs> in Legion. What? Uh, the... Playing Ad Lance in, in so Legion, essentially. No, you, you can take three ATRTs because they're supports. Oh, you can take ATRTs. Yeah, that's what I thought, yeah. ATSTs. You can only take two ATSTs. Three. Yes. I can only take two ATSTs. So it's, it's one, one to two commanders, three to six corps, so that's like the troopers and that. Mm. Um, zero to three specials, zero to three supports, and zero to two heavy. So you're only allowed two air speeders, which are going to be very good against those ATRTs. Mm. Like with the tow cable, so you fly your air speeder up, tow cable the ATRT, make it turn 90 degrees, so then, then you eye on it. And then you've only got one action, so it's one action is turning 90 degrees, so it catches you all shutting it down. So if I have a gun with impact three, and then yeah. I'm also firing with a gun with impact one, four that's of them. That's impact four. Yeah, they stack. Cool. Yeah, so I'm so... arsenal four, impact four, blast. Suppression. Suppressive. Fresh. Suppressive. Yep. That is very strong. And you roll six white, five black, four red. If you shot with all Ooh. the weapons, Ooh. yeah, that you will delete a unit of, tr of troopers. Nice, especially if they don't have like dodge on or like <laughs> like that. Like they're just dead because you're not getting any armor. So every hit that's going through is going through, and then you just get yeah. armor. The actual saves. And, and uh, none of them required to be ready, so I have an extra action, don't I? Yeah. So. Uh, they so can, I can aim. I can aim, yeah. <laughs> but vehicles can't dodge, because obviously... Vehicles can't what? Dodge. They can't take a dodge action. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah, it makes, makes perfect sense. They can get cover in that if they're 50% obscured by a piece of terrain. Very nice. So if you have like some tall walls and the ATST's heads popping over, you can still shoot with it and get shot at, but you're going to get cover as well. Beautiful. So that's pretty cool. Um, I think that's about it. Let's wrap it up. There's not much else to say, is there? We've gone over. Did we talk about displacement. Um, so we didn't talk about displacement. You can go over displacement if you want, real quick. Yeah, we'll quickly go over displacement because it's something that we, we were discussing in quite length until we realised we were playing it wrong. No hype about Turbo Vader. Turbo Vader. Yeah. So basically, we thought we could do. So you get the when you move a ground vehicle speeder bike yeah yeah so basically the, the the idea is that when either you move um whenever you move something 
A vehicle. A vehicle over an enemy. That or enemy an ally. On, onto a trooper unit. Or onto a troop unit, sorry, enemy or friendly. Um, it's instantly displaced. Moved, yeah. displaced. So it gains so, one suppression token. And you move it the range one of the vehicle. So, so we it, doesn't, it doesn't say any direction. It doesn't say like minimum distance or anything. It just says range one. So we thought um, what you could do is get the speeder bike units, uh, compulsory move it on top of Vader, and then Vader displaces, move the speeder bike again, displace Vader, move the speeder bike a second time, well, third, displace Vader for a third time, and obviously you've got Vader's move as well. However, what we didn't see was that when a unit is displaced, your opponent displays, moves the model. Displaces well, the it. person who didn't you move the vehicle. Oh, sorry, yeah, the person who didn't move the vehicle. So, for example, say the speeder bikes displaced their own Vader to try and push him forward, the opponent would get to move the Vader and they'd push him backwards, yeah. so it doesn't work. And likewise, yeah. uh, likewise, if you're using the speeder bikes, well, you can also use the speeder bikes and the air speeder to do, is they're quick units. So say you've got uh, an enemy unit behind a barricade or in cover, you can jump the speeder bikes or air speeder forward, displace them out of cover. Displace which only works with um, your compulsory move, though, not any other move. Wait, which one do you do first? Can you pick so which you order? So you compulsory move, and that's the only way you can displace with flying. Which, which one do you do first, though? Do you have to do your compulsory move first? Yeah, yeah. Or... Oh, okay. Compulsory move as soon as you activate them. So you compulsory so move. Levels of reasons why it doesn't work. Yeah, there's so <laughs> no. many reasons. There's so many reasons why it doesn't work because you can only do it in your compulsory move. Normal moves don't because you just choose not to land on top of them. You move so that you don't land on top. It says it. The only thing you could do it with is vehicles, ground vehicles, because if they move through a unit, they displace they them. They don't have it, to yeah. land on top of them. They move through it. So you could do it with ATRTs and ATSTs, but. Then again, you're, you're never going to push them that far forward. Your opponent's not going to put them forward, and you're probably just going to put yourself in a bad place. So it was a good idea, but we didn't read the rules we, properly. Yeah, it became... Well, I didn't read the rules properly. None of us did. And then we read the rules and we're like, no, FFG are not that stupid. They've actually sorted something. <laughs> actually realised that people try to do that. So basically with the displacing rules, even if you're trying to push them out of cover, your opponent gets to place the models anyway. They'll just put so behind it's... your vehicle for light cover. Yeah, you can... Hold on, yeah, because uh, due to the cover rules, um, if you're firing through a friendly unit, the it's opposing... Not it's not troopers. Oh, it's not troopers, sorry, yeah, no, so no, Troopers right. can't block line, but... can't block... Troopers don't gain cover to troopers, but vehicles give cover to troopers. So if you... So with the bikes and the airspeeder, say you were displacing... An, attempted to displace an enemy unit out of cover... They just put it behind your airspeeder. They just put it behind the airspeeder or, or whatever. And then now they gain cover. Yeah. Because of your airspeeder. So it, it doesn't work. The other thing you're going to do with displacement really is run your ATRTs through trooper units, like enemy trooper units, just to give them suppression. And it might... Compulsory it, move onto people to give them some more suppression. It might work for objective capping. Yeah, yeah, put... Um, to just clear you like end end game clearing objectives. Objective and they have to go off of it. Yeah. yeah Run basically. your ATST and an objective. Push everything away. Yeah. That's 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 and, probably and what they're going to be good for. Just move on top of the ATST. Yeah. 
Yeah. And and the ATSTs move on top of the objective. Yeah, it's probably, they're going to be good. It's going to be a good it's, game. It's yeah. It's a very nothing, tight rule set. Like there's nothing. Yeah. Nothing in there seems like overly powered, apart from maybe the damage pooling, which seems yeah. damage which pooling I think, is going to be strong. But, but I think with the with the damage pooling though, um, like I was thinking about it, there's no reason not to take like heavy weapons in squads, in like troop squads. But everyone's got access to, like the uh, so um, all the troop squads have got access to like heavy weapons, like the rebel ones, stormtroopers. So it's there are a lot like of points. quite. There's slight like, points differences, but it's like it's balanced. Everyone's got access to the same stuff. I like um, trooper units with upgrades, but Vader, do you know with Force Choke? Mm. How Force, Force Choke is pick a, pick a mini. So you just pick pick the... single out, yeah. Yeah, so you pick the 45, 42 point Ion Trooper because he's 32 points plus the 10 point cost for him. Just Force yeah, Choke that's him. Nice. Dead. I never thought of that. Cool. Yeah. I might have to put Vader. Yeah, Vader in. has to get there, but yeah, you just Force Choke him dead. And he's in a, he's a 200 point sink as well out of 800. It's quite a lot. Oh, yeah. You can't really run in with two ATSDs. You'll no. Have, you'll have nothing else. I think that's a good nope. place to end it. Vader, Force yeah. Joke, and an Iron Trooper. <laughs> bit of a Force Joke. So we'll be back probably the, the first first Sunday of March, of April. So coming so coming up, so going forward, really. So so the game's released in, what, two Three weeks. Three, three weeks? Yeah. 18 days. 18 days. 18 days. 18 Don't forget to Um I think... Not that I'm counting. No. No, no, no. <laughs> not my... Exactly. Thank you very much for having me. Very it's welcome. I think, I think we'll be doing some YouTube videos maybe before yeah, so, the next... So before before the, next, the next podcast before episode. Before the next podcast, there'll be loads of articles, a few videos, um, and then some battle reports. There'll probably be like two or three battle parts even before the first art, before the next podcast. And then the next podcast, we'll talk through some like lists we used, some cool things we found, some hobby we've been doing. I think, uh, I think we I think we should play a few get a, like a game or two before we video anything because don't want to make So we're back in a month's time. Thanks all for listening. Subscribe to us on iTunes and Facebook and Twitter and the website and all that jazz. Peace. <laughs>